Davis. Welcome to this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones, wrapping up our summer reset series. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. Go back and listen and get caught up if you haven't, because it really is a period in life, at least for me, where I need to reset so many things, and that's starting with myself relationship with me, but ultimately my relationship with God. Look here, your girl believer. I know I like Ratchet TV and you know I can sit it off if need be. God know his daughter. But seriously, in order to love my neighbor as I love myself, I have to make sure I'm in tune with God. Turn off the noise. Reset our relationship. And despite me waking up every day and I pray, I find myself hurried. Like, get on my knees. Let me pray. Let me get out of the house. Let me go to the gym. Let me get to work. Let me come home. Let me do this. And it's just one routine where I realize I'm truly not being still hearing the voice of the Lord. Can anyone relate? And when you're disconnected as a person of faith and being still and really, really hearing what God has to say, slowing down, taking rest, that impacts your relationship with yourself. You can be hypercritical, extra sensitive, create narratives that simply aren't true, and ultimately that can spill into other relationships, whether it's your friendships, relationship with your family, your spouse, your boo thing. Because let's face it, when we're not in a good place, it seeps out into other areas of our life. So that's why we are getting a word today. I wasn't expecting a sermon, but yes, sis, preach to my soul. Jessica Stevenson, the lovely Lady J, co-pastor of City of Truth right here in Kansas City. Today, we're talking about resetting our relationships in our faith walk with ourselves in sisterhood, romantic relationships. And yes, we even talk about the touchy subject of church hurt. Don't act like the saints can't tap dance on your last nerve, child. And so much more. So lean in and glean with this episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones, and my guest, Lady J. It is that time for Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones, wrapping up our Summer Reset series because summer's about over. But we got to talk reset relationships, the messiness, the church hurt, and all that. And, of course, got to talk to my good friend, Jessica Stevenson. You know her as Lady J, minister, teacher, co-pastor, City of Truth, right here in our beautiful city of Kansas City. How are you doing today, Lady J? I am doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yes, always a pleasure to talk to you because I know you, you, know, you will tell the church some things, Lady. <laughs> and especially, you know, Lady Day, when it comes to resetting our relationships, we think about external relationships, other people, but we have to start with ourselves and even God, because if we're talking about the first law is loving God and our neighbors as ourselves. For people of faith, how does our relationship and even view of God, Lady Jay, impact us, like loving ourselves? That is a great question. There's a quote, um, out there that says to to know God is to know yourself. Mm. And you say it uh, the other way around too, to know yourself is to know God. And so for people of faith, I think the first step is to know God. Uh, why? Because we are his creation. He is our creator. And so the closer you get to the creator, the closer you get to yourself, the closer you get to knowing yourself. And so if I know God and in turn, I am learning who he has created uh, me to be, then what will ooze out of me is who he is. Mm. And uh, he is, as you say, he He is love. Like that's who, that is who God uh, is. And that is who he has created me to be as an ambassador here in the earth. And so it becomes then uh, an easier thing to love my neighbor and my enemy yeah. when Child. I begin to know the Lord more. <laughs> 
Girl, that, you know, and I can love my enemies with love of the Lord. You know, I send you food if you're hungry. It'll be through delivery. <laughs> I'm not dropping it off. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Lady J, I'm glad you speak of that because growing up a lot of times, we were taught that God is this big, angry deity in the sky. And if you look at some of the sects of the brethren, you will absolutely think that now, like he ready to strike you down. You And heaven forbid, if you play Beyonce's church, girl, you're really in trouble, right? <laughs> so I'm glad that you spoke on that. But now, Lady J, you know I line. Now, you know some of the brethren. I mean, I take God serious, but I think God... He understands us like Psalm 139. He's acquainted with all mm. our ways, our thoughts before we say them. So we might as well talk to God and keep it real real. Absolutely. I think I think that as you stated, some of some of us have grown, you know, up in church and have seen maybe preaching and different things taught to us that says that God is this big angry deity. But I think if we if we go back to the beginning, you know, if we go back to the beginning, which would help us, as you stated, keep it real with God. If we go back to Genesis three and we just look at that whole account of Adam and Eve and the serpent and God and see how God even handled that. And I think that we'll see, we'll get a good picture of who God is. Number one, uh, after Adam and Eve, they ate from the the tree. Uh, The scripture says, then God called out to them and he said, Adam, where are you? And so the first thing we see is that God, God called him, God Mm -hmm. called Adam. And why is that significant? Well, because um, that God being in the garden, having a relationship with them was what they always did. And so God showing up as he always did tells us that we can look at him as one who God is going to be who he is. Like mm-hmm. his, his character doesn't change. And so that teaches us how we should see him. And then it says that Adam heard, like Adam still heard God. And to me, that's significant because after, you know, he they sinned and he did what God told him not to do. God still gave him the ability to respond. He gave Adam and Eve the ability um, Mm. to respond. And then we see that God corrected. Like, yes, yes, God is love. Yes, he is grace. Um, Yes, he is forbearing. Yes, he's compassionate. Yes, he is patient. But love is not love if it does not come with correction and boundaries. And Mm. so, you know, God gave them a choice. They chose what they chose, which was to, you know, fall and, um, and choose to eat from the tree. He told them not to do, but God corrected them. And not Mm. only did God correct them, but God corrected the sin that tried to destroy and defeat them, um, as well. And so we see that God shows up, God gives us the ability to hear. And then yes, God also corrects, corrects us, but also corrects corrects the thing that keeps um, us from having a right and proper relationship with him, which is sin, something that we all struggle and deal with. And then the last couple of things we see that God restored. And I think Mm -hmm. this is really important that they still were Adam and Eve were still given assignments, right? Yeah. the beginning, it says that, you know, I put you on this earth to subdue it and to have authority over it and for everything to be under your authority. Well, he still gave Eve. Uh, he said, you, you're still going to bear children. You know, he still said, Adam, you still going to work this ground. Now this ground is going to be a little harder to work, but you're still going <laughs> to work it. But then in verse 20, it says that Adam named his wife Eve. She wasn't called Eve until until Adam named named her. And Adam didn't name mm. her until after they fell. Well, why is that significant? Well, it's significant because 
Adam still had the authority Mm. and the assignment that God had given him prior to him falling, prior to them sinning. How do we know? Because he named the animals. That was part of his assignment. And God still gave him the ability to do that um, even after he sinned. And then lastly, we see that God covered. He he made uh, covering for them because of how they saw themselves. They saw themselves as naked. God didn't see them that way, but they saw Mm. themselves as naked and which allows us to know that even in our our insecurities and you know even the effects of our failings and how we how that um you know really messes up what we see about ourselves god makes provision for those things as well and so we should see him as good yes he's correcting yes Mm -hmm. he's loving but he does all these things to protect us as well you weren't planning on having church right now. We having it. But speaking of which, <laughs> before we move on, Lady J, to some other aspects of resetting not just our faith, but our relationships. You know, we got to talk about church hurt. And I always say, Lady J, if you're looking for a perfect church, you ain't going to find it because it becomes imperfect when you arrive. However, yes. you know, church hurt is real. I've had some people say mm-hmm. some stuff to me in church. And luckily, I looked onto Jesus because I was like, Ooh. if I was looking at you, because I was looking at you, I would have been done chucked up the deuces. And Ooh. we know, particularly in... Uh, we would say culturally diverse spaces since 2016, the political climate, mm-hmm. so many people have fallen off because you realize your neighbor sitting next to you in the pew, they feel a little bit different when they get behind that keyboard. So Absolutely. how, Jessica, what would you say to someone who's like, yeah, I love God. I wouldn't mind being in the fellowship, but y'all church folk done gave me a headache. How do we respond to church hurt? First, I would say, I understand. I understand. <laughs> oh, I, I understand. I understand. It is, unfortunately, it is a cold world out there, especially amongst our social media supposed to be brethren. Um, it is a it is a cold world out there. And I understand that um, God's people, uh, people who say that they're God's people, um, are and have you know turned other people off so so i would say that that i understand how how you feel um and i would also say uh, if we look at first john you know a lot of uh mm-hmm. theologians may call john the the disciple of, of love right he talks about love 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 but the bible is clear that if we don't love our brethren who we, you know, see, how can we say that we love God who we don't see? Mm. And so I think that people have a right, they have a right to to question our Christianity when they are not seeing the display of the love that we are called to. And you said something when you said, you know, I have been offended myself. I People have said some things, you know, I have been hurt, but I have looked to Jesus. And I think that is key, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing to cultivate a relationship with the Lord. And when I do that, though, when I cultivate a relationship with the Lord, I see the problem of you know mm-hmm. some some people in the church but then i also want to become the solution because i understand that i am in christ's body and we must stay connected and we can't say to one another that i have no need of you and so i think that is what staying connected to jesus does it recognizes the issue but then it also seeks to be a part of the solution 
Amen. Let's get it. And of course, you know, there's always seasons, Lady J, where God might move you, you know, to a different ministry or a different uh, place altogether. But it's important to listen because if you just go based off your feelings, child, you will end up at I'm stay at home Kojic <laughs> till the rapture comes. Yes, but you just have to really tune in. And that's 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 a struggle, you know, I think that a lot of us can go through. But as we talk about faith and church and and and, and the hurt, one area, Lady J, um, is our personal relationships, sisterhood and friendship. Because we're called to love one another, but for a lot of women who've been hurt or judged by other women, it's hard to cultivate those trusting relationships. Um, how do we navigate that, particularly as women of faith? Because, you know, we believe we're forgiven. We believe we can forgive others, but we like mama ain't raised no fool. So how do we discern and move forward in our friendships and sisterhood? Oh, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. And that's something that we we all struggle with. I know it's something that I myself struggled with in the beginning of, you know, being called to come alongside my husband and lead these people. And quite honestly, you know, I, I didn't grow up in church and I had some other issues and I was like, I don't want to deal with and I don't want to deal with these people. OK, uh, so <laughs> but what I would say, how do we first deal with that? Uh, you said mama didn't raise no food, right? Mm-hmm. I, would say yes let's start there let's start with the relationship the first re- the first trusting relationship um that was formed and that is the one with mama wow okay um let let's start there and that's where you got to get into some therapy and some healing because i have seen a lot of our issues stems from not trusting and the reason that even that that uh, mistrust or distrust was, was even that seed was sown in many of us is because of the lack of trust we have had in our primary yes. uh, caregiver caregivers, but mainly mama. And that's just honestly the truth. I mean, you do the studies, you can look at, um, you know, uh, the uh, psycho, you know, psychology and all those things. And that relationship is huge. And so in essence, when we attempt to form these relationships and if anything is remotely similar to that, even if it hasn't been named, even if I can't really put my hand on exactly why, why is it that, you know, if they do one thing or if they say one thing or, you know, why can't I give them the grace that they deserve or the grace that I myself want? Uh, Oftentimes it's because we need to go back in order to move forward. Um, And so I would say, you know, start there. Is it, you know, are people messy at times yes do Mm -hmm. we say we we don't need to say yes have we all heard somebody's feelings and said yes however community is important like we need each other period Oh, man, that's a powerful word right there, Pastor Lady J. But when it comes to forgiveness or reconciliation, I often find, mm-hmm. Lady J, that, that that's a hard territory because I can forgive you, of course, because I want to be forgiven. But reconciliation, I, I don't know if we rocking like we <laughs> used to rock. So <laughs> what do you say to the sister who's like... Who confuses, let's say, forgiveness with total reconciliation? Because mm. sometimes you just can't go back to regular. You can be cordial, love one another, be there. Like I said, send a pizza if you're hungry. 
but <laughs> we're not going shopping on the phone for two hours no more no we no we are not no we are not um so i totally agree i think that that is correct right that we misconstrue what it means to forgive and what it means to to reconcile see forgiveness i don't need your permission to forgive you i don't i don't need your permission i don't need you to go in and i i don't i don't need any of that right i'm forgiving you uh because as a as a believer as a christian i am commanded to if i myself want to be forgiven then i must forgive you right no matter how if i'm moving into the process if it's immediate whatever i'm working on it that's between me and god now reconciliation on the other hand that takes two parties that takes two parties that come to a mutual agreement we hash out our stuff you know we talk about expectations but if that is not happening and and, mm. and if i don't want it to happen that's my business so <laughs> and, and so as you stated like reconciliation it is a whole total different thing and so yes i can forgive you but some relationships in order for me to be uh, healthy emotionally healthy spiritually healthy mentally even healthy physically some relationships i have to i i can't i i have to cut you off in a way that does not cut my heart off right that mm -hmm. i'm i don't have a heart and heart but the extension of my hand and all of that you mm. you just I can't, I can't, we can't go there anymore. And that is okay because what boundaries? Boundaries are important. And there's so many ways that we allow our boundaries to be violated, whether yeah. it's work, whether it's ministry, dating, marriage. How does one determine, Lady J, if they are not setting proper boundaries, is it just a feeling or you're getting frustrated or you feel taken advantage of? And what's the course correction for that? Oh, that's a good question. I think all of those things, like even as I think about myself and, you know, have and continue to implement boundaries and wonder like if some if someone asked me to do something, what is my immediate gut feeling? Right. Do mm. I, is it, is it, is it a no or is it, oh, I don't really want to. And then if I do it anyway, is it out of obligation? Is it out of fear? You know, is it because I, I fear their opinion? Is it because, you know, I, I don't want to upset them? I, you know, is it because our relationship may be conditional? Like really checking into, into those things, you know, um, if let's say if, I, I think I read something before is emotionally healthy spirituality. Well, it was emotionally healthy woman. Mm -hmm. And she talks about not stop lying. I think the original title was like, stop lying. Oh, And it's all, all these lies that we tell ourselves, whether it's, uh, responding yes to go to the dinner party when I really don't want to go responding yes to going out to lunch with, you know, your girlfriends when really that's not in my budget. You know, all of these things that we ourselves violate the different boundaries and things that we we are in uh, put in place for our own self for whatever reason. And so I think really get into the root of it and get into the core and listening to the, that inner those inner feelings that you have listening to that first response, listening to that gut and then practicing setting those boundaries with people who are safe with people who are okay with you saying no with people who are okay or with you saying you know what i didn't really like how you said that you know when people are okay with you saying you know i can only do 
30 minutes and and that's okay. You know, all of those things I think are um, are ways that we can practice boundaries. That is so important to make that clear. I know my husband got on me because I felt obligated to somebody like out of the friendship and the love, like I had to do something. He's like, you don't owe no explanation. That don't have nothing to do with your friendship. If you don't feel God is telling you to do that, you need to sit your tail down, <laughs> prop your feet up and be okay. But when I believe when our souls need that TLC, if we pour too much into making sure everybody else is happy, then we get to talking too much, which even the Bible says is sin. Let your yes be yes, you know me no. Yes. And I believe that's something we all struggle with. So yes, absolutely. the importance. I mean, absolutely, especially in ministry. You know, people ask you and do, and then you, and then, you know, some of us have a superhero complex where we want to go and rescue everybody. And so, like you said, sometimes we don't, we don't know how to just have a seat and not be needed. Like it's mm. fine. <laughs> yes, the, the Lord will tell you when you need to get back up. Sit down. He'll tell you when you need to get back up. Which brings me to another important relationship, you know, like marriage and dating. Lady mm -hmm. J and marriage, even the most godly ones, there can be seasons of conflict, dryness, mm -hmm. uh, lackluster. How do you reset your marriage or your serious dating relationship? Because, you know, Lady, I figure if you just dating to have fun and go have some free dinners, you ain't got to worry about it because you ain't taking it too serious right now. Just That's enjoy right. yourself. <laughs> and the yeah. Lord will let you know when you need to pause and make some extra time for somebody. Listen, yes. Yeah, so how do we, yeah, and as you say that, yes, we all go through uh, seasons of lackluster, dryness, conflict, all of those things. But how, how do we reset? I think first, uh, one of the things is, as always, we, you know, you may, people may hear this, talk about communication, like, let's say like, uh, we're not doing too well, you know, like apart from the argument, apart from, okay, we're not doing too well. We are, we have hit a season, hit a space, um, and then seek out counseling, mm -hmm. like, my husband and I, you know, we go to marriage counseling, especially in those seasons where we're not seeing eye to eye. Like, no, we need to uh, get and enlist some some other help because we're not hearing each other. But I think really the the first point uh, part is communication. Like, let's talk about this. Like, let's. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you feeling with what I'm feeling? Because then that there are also seasons where it could just be, you know, something going on within you. And, you know, your your spouse may not feel the same way, same way you feel. And so that's important to acknowledge and then accept that, accept the help so that you can reset. Sometimes you can't reset on your own. And I often see, especially in women, like they'll wait, we will wait for a long time before we say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll let things just build up and build up and build up. And then all of a sudden you saying this is happening in your marriage and this is happening in your relationship and then yeah he did this and then we said that and then it was like whoa 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 and i found that we can do that in an attempt because we feel like we're covering our our spouses mm. or our, our mates we feel like we're covering them but really we're doing damage to our relationship because we we may be in need and we're not saying anything and that can be dangerous and then I think even when you communicate and how, I know <laughs> one day, Lady J, there was a, a situation and I let my imagination just, well, you should say this and you should do this. And I picked mm. the wrong time. And my husband was looking at me like, 
what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, you know, so I had to yeah. humble myself. Well, let me begin this conversation again. So I do think communication is key. What you say, when to say it, which yes. has to do with wisdom. But as we talk about counsel, Lady J, for the single woman or the woman who's dating, how can she prepare herself for a relationship through uh, healthy counsel? Through a healthy counsel. Well, one of the things that that the one of the things because again, you know, we we are a church and lots of single women um, go to our church. Lots of single women are you know surrounded surrounding me that I that I that I love. One of the best counsels is to actually be in relationship with the entire body. Okay. Uh, so that means. You are in relationship with married people. You are in relationship with your brothers and the faith who are just simply your brother, who are just simply <laughs> your it. brothers. Yeah. I have found that um, that yes, you know, yes, if you want a relationship, I think counsel um, is so important because the most important thing, again, like we started with in the beginning, is knowing yourself. Like that's the most important thing because I need to know what I'm what I'm bringing. To to this marriage, mm-hmm. we all are going to bring some stuff, right? And even counseling to see what stuff you have. Also, counseling to even see is it really that I want a man or do I just need to be in relationship with people? Why do I say that? Well, because oftentimes, as women, the only relationships we maybe have open our minds to at times is a romantic relationships. But I have found that when you are a relationship, even with other women and other people in the body, like that also helps mm. your heart when it's lonely, that helps your heart. Now, is, is it is it the male part? No, it is not. No, it's not that. It Will it fulfill if you're having sexual desires? No, it will not. However, our desire to be in relationship often starts with, um, you know, with a need to actually be in relationship with people and not just a romantic relationship. So counsel, yes, but also really um, getting into the body and fulfilling those relationships to even see, like, do I really want a man or do I just need to be amongst other like-minded people? And that was some healthy counsel right there. Now, you mentioned, you know, the whole issue of sexual attraction. You know, your homegirls ain't fulfilling that for you. And sexual (laughs) desire is natural. And I've known women, Lady J, to remain celibate. Everybody, you know, sometimes fall off the celibacy train, hop back on. So how does someone who wants to wait? and really wants to set themselves apart from God, what are some simple things they can do to protect that celibacy? Because I'm telling you, Lady Jad, tell somebody, don't let him drop you off at the door. Because, you know, once you get past that threshold, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, I totally agree. Like, baby, if you, you know, like, do stay, stay away from the fire. Stay away from the fire. The best way not to get burnt is stay away from the fire. And, <laughs> and when I say stay away from the fire, I'm not saying don't date. Oh gosh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying don't date, but I am saying that if you are one who has committed themselves, as you said, to be separate and to be holy, right? And to be, and to strive to live this sanctified life that God has called all of his children to live, then there are once again, boundaries that you must implement, right? We, I talked to 
to single women about this a lot. I, there's a, a few that, you know, that are dating. I'm like, okay, now let's not put no confidence in our flesh. I know it's been X amount of years, you know, since, since you had sex, but let's not put any confidence mm. in our flesh. So no staying uh, the night at no man's house, no staying no long hour, none of that. Like let's continue to implement boundaries because when we let our guards down, let's be honest, like we, we, you know, we like to be uh, attracted to somebody. We like being attractive. You know, we may, you know, get real cute, what have you. They may, he may smell good, you know, whatever. You <laughs> might put on your best, whatever. And that's all well and good. I mean, that's that's needed if that's your thing, right? That's how you find your, other people attractive and yourself to be attractive. That's all well and good. But however, you also need to know that we have real bodies. We have real hormones. Mm. You know, we have real sexual desires, which you will need. Yeah, you right? need which those. You, you gonna which need them. you will need. Yes, you need that. <laughs> but just like everything else, it's just something called self-control and having an accountability and talking to people who will give you wise counsel and not say, shoot, girl, if it was me, girl, you ain't tried that yet, girl. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> having wise counsel around you who will also help to hold you, hold you accountable you can go on a date by yourself you grown you know but have people who can hold you accountable as well well lady j it's always a pleasure to talk to you as we reset our relationships beginning with god ourselves our friendship our mates give us one last gem as we continue this journey and that includes even resetting our faith because sometimes that falls down too Yes, I think, again, as we started knowing, right, seeking to know God. And I said, well, how, how do we how do we do that? Well, I always say, like, start, start, start small, right? These last few years have been, oh, man, have yeah. given a, just an upheaval of sorts and have unhinged so many things, even in our hearts. And I think really getting back to the Father and to the love of the Father, that is what's going to reset our hearts, our lives. You know, the one who created us needs to give us the wisdom and the clarity on how he wants us to operate. And so take even 10 minutes a day, whether that be morning or night, 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, maybe find you one scripture that you're going to read every day for that week in your 10 minutes and say a simple prayer and start there. And I really believe that you will, that is a guarantee. His word and his presence is a guarantee uh, to begin to reset you on the path that you know God has for you. It's always a pleasure. Lady J, City of Truth Church. Make sure you check her out on socials. You can check her sermons out on YouTube. Sis be preaching. And of course, thank you so much for making time for me. Always appreciate your word. Because if you saw me on one part when you was talking, I was doing a church bounce in my chair in the studio. I said, oh, Lord, <laughs> she's speaking today. But that's what it's about. Fellowship, speaking, and encouraging others. And I appreciate that in you. Thank you so much. Girl, that was a whole word. I planned to just do a podcast and kiki with Lady J, but she is always ready to preach because that's her life. And I got to say, that did feed my soul. Resetting our relationships is so crucial to how we live our lives. But we have to start with the foundation of our faith and our relationship with ourselves. We have to love ourselves well so that we can treat others not only well, but we can treat ourselves how we need to be treated. When we neglect to care for ourselves, 
Whether it's mind, body, and soul, we can't live that abundant life that we're meant to live. We hinder ourselves. And yeah, there's going to be conflict in our life, in our relationships. But when we do life well with who we are, we're able to navigate those conflicts because we're certain of whose we are and what we're called to do. So as we go into this fall season, let's be intentional about resetting our relationships, our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, and determine which relationships to invest in and those we need to just pull away from. Pastor Lady J spoke about forgiving people, but forgiveness is not always reconciliation. If you find someone is not healthy for you, love them from afar, pray for them, and like I said, if they hungry, feed them, just let it be through Uber Eats or something. Because when you're trying to be the best you, some people can't contribute to that. And I mean, we have to accept it, it's okay. That means we have to do life without them. So thank you, sis, for joining me on this first part of my journey for Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. I ain't saying I'm done, but I'm going to take a little break to reset. I might pop up with a couple episodes for the midterm election, but as I reset, I need to hear from God what he wants from me. Maybe I'll pop back up for my 50th birthday. Oh, Lord, I can't believe I'm saying that. Because when I was 10 and I prayed, Lord, let me live to be 50, I thought that was old. And now I'm like, Jesus, please void that prayer. <laughs> not old, it's just older. But I thank you for taking time to listen, to be a part of this with me, and I pray that we can connect continually as well. Don't forget to check me out weekdays on KPRS Hot 103 Gems from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. KPRS.com or download our mobile app. We'll chat soon. Music Alpha Music Library, Property, Carter Broadcast Group.